Thanks for waking up with WKOK Sunrise on News Radio 1070 WKOK and WKOK.com. Thank you so much for joining us on WKOK Sunrise. Super duper, Rob Setter, our fabulous producer. Matt Catrillers, our news director, he's keeping us informed. And Kevin Hur is one of the vice presidents up here, and he is uh, hard at work this morning. He's got the texts and emails going, so we appreciate him uh, checking in. Uh, we're glad to hear from the whole team this morning. On the news line uh, with us now, Samantha Pearson, executive director of Lewisburg Neighborhoods. Uh, she's here with uh, some great information that we can use as we head into the holidays. A lot of folks say they're going to be uh, zooming in on holidays rather than meeting in person. Some folks say, well, I ain't changing a thing. That's my nature. So uh, we're going to check in with her and find out what is new. Good morning, Samantha. Thanks for calling in today. Thanks for having me, Mark. I appreciate it. Since we talked to you two weeks ago, uh, all of our region went into the substantial uh, spread uh, map in the early warning system. The uh, Dr. Rachel Levine, the health secretary, said yesterday we're going to fill up our ICUs if we don't turn the corner on this uh, soon. So what has happened since we last spoke? Well, I think uh, one of the important things is to realize that we're just you know, sort of moving through this pandemic, and in a cert- at a certain level, nothing has changed. Um, but what's also important to realize is, are the nuances. So locally for us, you know, that, that we're seeing uh, cases, they aren't in confined, um, you know, places like uh, prisons or long-term care facilities. And we're going to get a great opportunity to learn more about that on Thursday evening. Um, I, I hope everyone can mark their calendars because the Greater Susquehanna Valley United Way is doing a health forum on COVID-19 with um, Evangelical Community Hospital, Geisinger Health System, and uh, family care centers, so or family practice centers. So uh, that is going to be a great opportunity to hear directly from, you know, the people uh, having to deal with this and having to confront this most immediately. Um, with how it's impacting our region. It's at 6.30 on Thursday night. And it'll be on Zoom, so you can end on Facebook Live, so you'll be able to access it through the Greater Susquehanna Valley United Way website. You can go to gsvuw.org backslash health forum, and uh, that'll be one link, uh, or check them out on Facebook. Now, has anything changed in terms of what's happening locally? I know the hospitals are busier. We've got, what, uh, 60-some people on board at Geisinger. Danville even has got more than a dozen COVID-19 patients. What else is happening around here that really shows that we're having a surge? Right. Uh, I think the biggest thing, and this is something which I have, since we spoke last, I've put more information on my website about this. I've got... Um, I mean, I know people are used to, I write these fairly long articles uh, on lewisburgneighborhoods.org, and in fact, right now, there's one called How to Read a Graph Mid-Pandemic, and what it talks about is whether and how you can compare numbers from earlier in the year to numbers now, and with with uh, citations. So I think that's important because a lot of people are like, well... You know, we've seen this before. We've sort of bumped into this before. Um, and what's important to see is that this is, it, it, things are aligning such that it's not that we're brushing up against uh, a certain level of hospitalizations, but we're shooting up towards uh, a level of hospitalization. So I even have on my website graphs of Union County. Um, for example, data for Union County on 
specifically uh, incidence rate, uh, number of cases in the last seven days per 100,000, and uh, test positivity rate, and even a discussion of how, you how one calculates the test positivity rate. We also will have graphs for the four-county region shortly. We're, we're doing uh, that as well for our local area. Now, you used a phrase when we started talking, you said we're in the middle of the pandemic. Elaborate on that. You mean middle chronologically or in the middle of where we will be when we, you know, finally get a vaccine or something like that? Ex explain mid-pandemic. Sure. Um, that's a good question. So, yeah, at a certain level, we're at a, a turning point with the announcements of the vaccines where we're looking ahead and we can start to see the end. But uh, there's a long time between now and then. A lot of people are like, oh, we're done. <laughs> and it's like, no, we have to get to that point. It's also the middle in that we have a lot of retrospective data. Early on, we were sort of figuring out what data would mattered and trying to figure out how to measure it and then how to present it. And now we have a huge amount of information looking backwards um, that we can we can read and use to understand what's happening now. And that's really like the, the how to read a graph mid-pandemic, I think, really uh, gets at something that is missed by a lot of the media that just keeps telling us, oh, this is a new record number of uh, confirmed cases. And so what that post talks about are um, we now have uh, basically estimators. There's something called covidestim.org, which is a great website, that uh, provides very, very general, but estimates of how much, how many infections there probably were in the spring, state by state. Um, they don't do it for the whole country, and you can look in, into counties, but it not, it's graphically a little different. But it gives you a sense that, oh, we, are, we were last week just getting to our levels probable levels of the spring, not locally, because we didn't have as many cases to be underestimated um, here, but statewide when we talk about, oh, we're right at, at the case levels, you know, we're shooting past the case levels, it's actually, we're, we're now in the ballpark, and I think that's, that's a benefit of being mid-pandemic, because we do have that perspective, but there's also, because it's mid-pandemic, people are like, whatever, I know it all, heard it before, don't want to hear about it. So that's why I'm talking about mid-pandemic, seeing the finish line and looking back to the beginning and just trying to get better situated and understand where we are. Yeah, I survived March and April. November should be a piece of cake. Uh, you know, I don't circulate all that much, minus the holidays anyway. So uh, people think they may be okay. Well, we do have holidays uh, coming up. Can you give us a little primer that can walk us into those, please? Sure, and that's something where I think a lot of people are like, I'm wearing the mask, what else do you want? You know, come on. And that's where we need a little bit more understanding of the range of risk factors. We've really been talking about this uh, on the website um, and certainly in the media. So a lot of people don't realize indoors is, so I'm going to go through a list of risk factors and you're going to think about whether these are relevant to uh, Thanksgiving. These are all bad. <laughs> indoors poor ventilation, long duration, multi-household, multi-age, travel, uh, unmasked, and talking. It's literally everything you do on a normal Thanksgiving. So we are, and, and I know a lot of people don't want to hear this, and so I want to talk to the people who do want to hear it, basically, and I have just a few pointers for them. 
number one, you know, stick to your guns and don't be peer pressured into, oh, just come over. You know, oh, it's just one day. <laughs> don't do it. <laughs> like, just tell them you know a really, like, you know, someone really annoying won't let you do it. I, I will be the really annoying person. I'm the holiday heavy. <laughs> Sam Pearson says don't come over. Yes. Um, and you, so you blame it on me. I'm having to have this conversation. Okay, first of all, my husband had to do this for me because six weeks ago I was like, maybe we can figure this out. We'll do like a quarantine and then we'll do this and we'll get to see our friends in Maryland. And he was like, are you out of your mind? And so he was right. So what we actually need to be doing, and so now I'm doing that for other people, um, which means I'm talking to, you know, my own family. I have an aunt who was struggling with this with her um, you know, extended family. I have my mother-in-law who lives up in Massachusetts, you know, and she knows, and they both know, but they're also like, oh, we're getting invited, and what do we say, and what do we do? So I want to talk to them and just say, you know, just, just stick with it, you know, do what you know is right, um, and consider to the extent possible after the holidays whether you can, can you can really isolate yourself, like really cut down on your your exposures, um, really don't let your your guard slip in the weeks after, precisely because we know a lot of people are going to be going ahead and having Thanksgiving. And is there greater risk because you know I have a, sort of a household of people that I see regularly, and we th- we think that you know so far so good, but now we're going to blend households. We're going to take a household from New Jersey and blend it in Central Pennsylvania, and then we go down to Maryland. Is that yep. the, the, this big great risk we're facing now? It is, and actually, there's again great resources. There's this um, new personal risk um, calculator available from Brown University School of Public Health. If you go to mycovidrisk.app, app, um, you can plug in sort of the parameters of what you're planning on doing and where you will be, and it will give you a reading of what the risk level of that activity will be. But there are some caveats with it. I think it's a great tool. It could be great for a meeting or a, you know, a doctor's appointment or you know, any kind of thing you might want to be doing right now. Number one, to your point, it doesn't know whether the people you're meeting with, it's assuming everyone is, is in your local area. So it can't factor in risk factors for l- other locations. It also can't factor in risk factors specific to individuals, like is this individual, have they been really on top of things and being very careful and are they, or have they been a little bit less clear on what the issues are and not not paying attention? So it gives you the average risk but not the specific risk and most importantly it can't tell you, it can only use the data that it has till up till now. So it can't tell you what the risk will be, you know, in, you know, a, a week or so. Um, so you would want to check it again closer to the date and realize that given that our numbers are trending upward fairly seriously, we would assume it would be higher then. Well, we'll talk to you in two weeks, if not sooner, lewisburgneighborhoods.org, the go-to place, and the Brown University app. Again, mention that again. Sure. My COVID risk. All right. Well, thank you so much. Keep in touch. We appreciate the information. You have an open mic to keep us informed about these uh, important topics anytime. And thanks for your dedication to getting the word out. We very much appreciate it, Samantha. Thank you. Thank you.
Thanks, Mark. There's Samantha Pearson, Executive Director, Lewisburg Neighborhoods, playing the holiday heavy if necessary to try to keep uh, more of us safe.